This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You're listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Mob Wives After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mob Wives After I'm Show. <laughs> hello, hello, everybody, Mob Wives fans. You're tuning in here to the After Buzz After Show for Mob Wives New Blood, Season 4, Episode 10, Life Sentences. So I am your host, Erica Garcia-Rojas, and I am joined here by my two lovely co-hosts. I'm Charlotte Brobe, and what's up, everyone? Hi, I'm Roxy Stryer. Good to be back. And we're here chatting about your favorite Housewives the Mob Wives. So, this week, we see a little bit about Alicia's story. We see a lot of Renee and uh, Natalie. So, just starting off, I'll talk a little bit about Alicia. And we'll talk about that first and her storyline. Um, so, right at the top of the episode, we see that she's um, awaiting the sentencing for her husband, Eddie, to um, see what happens. See if the judge accepts the plea bill. Yeah, he's trying to um, have a plea bargain, which is mm-hmm. supposed to give him a year and a half to two years, as opposed to the five to ten years, which they were predicting him getting. Yes. Uh, so this kind of came at me like I, I don't know how long they were planning on doing this for. We definitely didn't think that this was going to happen. I thought he was going to be there a minimum of five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this seems like best, best case scenario. Happy for her, absolutely. Happy for anybody with children who need their father there. Yeah. Um, But... I'm not invested in him that much because, as you just said, this is new blood, and mm-hmm. she is new blood. We've never met him. We're not even allowed to see photographs of him. So uh, happy for him, yeah, but do is it the biggest moment of the episode? Oh, my God, I care so much. Not really. And I think what it's more setting us up as viewers is the fact that now that his situation is kind of resolved, next they're going to be focusing on Alicia, and that's ultimately more about what we're will care about. Obviously, we're not going to see that resolved during the season because it's still not resolved now. But um, I think it's now kind of setting it up. And we saw it at the end of the episode where she was saying, you know, now I'm scared. Like, I'm kind of numb to the whole thing. This thing with Eddie got resolved, and now I'm next. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, people can wait for years for sentencing. He could be out of jail by the time she gets sentenced, you mm-hmm. know? So that it's insane to think about how long these things I take. Know. Um 
sometimes they do stuff on purpose and they push things back and sometimes paperwork gets lost and sometimes they're just trying to make you nervous. I think that a lot of this has to do with scaring her straight. Uh, I definitely think that they're looking at her as somebody who isn't uh, a really dangerous threat to society, but they want to say, slap her on the wrist and say, look what you did. Well, and they want to make an example of her also. Right, and make an exactly, slap her on the wrist, make an example of her, Mm -hmm. etc. They definitely are trying to say, you can't get away with this like you thought you'd be able to. And I do have to say, more and more every week, I'm starting to realize that I think she's not exactly who we she makes herself out to be on TV. And what do you mean by that? I just think she comes across like, I knew nothing. I'm so innocent. Uh, Renee is yelling at me. Oh, my God. I've never been in this position. People from where I come from, they don't swear. They don't. I don't believe you anymore. Well, she's obviously been very, um, in my opinion, in watching the show, she's been very coached. Because everything she does say and do obviously is recorded, and this is a very sensitive time. So she would be, in my opinion, opinion a fool not to have full coaching from lawyers and everything as Absolutely. to how to present herself. This is an opportunity, in a way, for her to present herself as an innocent person. But she's really not doing that at all. I mean, to be part of a show that's about the mob culture, and she's trying to say that she had no idea, but now you're kind of in a group with these people that know, yeah, they don't agree with what their husbands do, but they know what they've done. And Right between that and going to Vegas. Exactly, yeah. she's. I don't think she's helping a situation at all. But I do really feel for her that, I mean, it sucks that she's been put in a situation, whether she knew or not, where her husband's got the sentencing, he knows what's happening, she's having to pick up the pieces of her family, but now... It's the situation where she, I mean, she said she's in depression Mm -hmm. because she doesn't know what her life holds. and Her fate. Exactly. And if she's going to be able to look after her kids, I mean, she she didn't do anything wrong. And I don't think she did. I don't think she knew. Really? I I definitely think she knew more than she's letting on. But I will say, I feel very much so like she's the roller coaster of the season. I'm, I'm going back and forth on my feelings for her. I'm not sitting here saying, I really just hate this character. I don't hate her. Mm -hmm. And in that moment when she is talking to Natalie and she's saying, I am depressed, I think that that's very honest and true. I think Mm -hmm. she seriously feels like, crap has hit the fan yeah. and now it's all falling and she has no idea where it's going to fall um, and yeah. I and I really do feel for her and I think about our day to day lives the little things that make us depressed all the time and yeah. this is so huge that I, I don't think she's putting on an act for camera about this um, and, and I do wish the best for her as I do for all the women on the show and so, I yeah, Natalie. Natal- sorry, Natalie said that she. I mean, she could not hear from Alicia for days because she just locked in a room. Right. I mean, that just that feeling of I can't even imagine not knowing. I mean, it's like being on death row. I mean, that you know that some. I'm, I'm kind of like that, but you know what's going to happen. But it's the waiting game. Yeah. It's different though because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, well, yeah. like you you know something's <laughs> going to something happen, gonna yeah, happen, but you don't mm-hmm. really know what. what. It's almost more like when you see a bunch of cop cars ahead, you know, and you're driving by and you're like, <laughs> I know that something's wrong, but like, what is it? How bad is or it? Or you're waiting for a medical or, diagnosis, right? Exactly. Yeah, you're waiting for test results. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let's just play the analogy. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better That's analogy than being on death row. But I actually disagree with you. Charlotte, like I, I do think that her being on the show gives others an opportunity to view her not so much as the mob wife. I think prior to her being on the show, she probably had a, 
not a good reputation and more of a reputation as this gangster wife type of a person. And I think being on the show clears that a little bit. Well, see, that makes me question And she's able then. to control a little bit her perce- how she's being perceived. Yeah. Because she isn't, although she's was in Vegas, she really hasn't done or acted in any way that's been could be perceived as being a troublemaker or a sneaky person. Like, she's not really directly involved mm-hmm. in a lot of the drama, except for a little bit between her and Renee, but you don't see her fighting and doing some of these physical altercations that you see the other women doing. But if you're if you're trying to clear up a reputation of being a gangster and being known for something bad, then you know kind of the lifestyle that you're living, that your husband's living. Isn't it? Or because she's saying that she doesn't know, she didn't know what he was doing, she didn't know anything about his mob lifestyle. Well, if she's got a bad reputation, surely there's some link. Well, as I'm saying, she has a bad reputation because she's herself is linked to her husband and everything that's going on. Uh-huh. But maybe that's not. Maybe what she's trying to be on the show to show that that's not really who who she is. Yeah, I'm somewhere in between the two of you guys right now. I'm, I'm not saying that it's great for her reputation, but I'm not saying it's horrible. I think that what is interesting to point out, though, is that she had a bad reputation. Um, it seems to me, mm-hmm. from what Renee is saying, she had a bad reputation amongst the mob crew, the which yeah. is weird because it's not like yeah. she was this badass gangster mob wife that everybody knew. It seemed like everybody kind of thought she was the outsider, the bitch, the person who didn't well, the, fit in. The uppity kind of person Part- who wasn't part of the lifestyle right. that came in to, you know. Right. Um, and it, and on top of that, the other thing about then Vegas was that she was in the newspaper for, they assumed, taking money, hiding money and whatnot. And there's no way anybody would have printed an article about her if she wasn't going to be on the show because who gives a rat's ass about yeah. her, you know? So mm-hmm. just drawing attention. Well, it sounds like she was in the tabloids, though. In the local newspapers, I it sounds like from what we saw that they that she was. Maybe not national news, but... Yeah, so maybe small time, but mm-hmm. not, not a big deal. Yeah. So... Uh, on one hand, she's drawing attention to herself and putting enough money on herself that she's like, listen, if all this attention's here, I'm going to make people fall in love with me and nobody's going to want to hurt me because I'm going to be America's sweetheart. I'm that girl on Mob Wives that everybody would be friends with, that they can relate to, that is sweet. And that's all fine and good if that was actually what's happening. But yeah. unfortunately, I don't think Not. that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. I think that some people are reading through her um and I don't know. I don't know whether she knew or not the whole deal. I doubt she knew everything because I think she knew some of it. But though. I do think she yeah, knew some all, of it. We all feel the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah. yeah. And had I just read an article about her one day in the paper, would I have thought she knew some of it? Maybe not as much. But I'm seeing her and how she interacts and how smart she is, mm-hmm. how much she gets it, yeah. and I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, honey. Like you're not putting it past me. You're, you're not some dumb girl who closes her eyes. I, I know your type, and I know that you are very intelligent. Mm-hmm. So I think that even though she might have gone on the show to help her cause, I don't know if that's what it's actually doing. Yeah. Well. And going back to when you said that you think that she, it, she seems very scripted. Like we were saying, in we were the talking con- about it in the we confessionals. Watching, yeah. It looks like she's reading a teleprompter. Yeah. It looks like she's reading. Her voice is so much different in the confessionals than it is. She emphasizes different she words, and she goes down and on the end of her sentences. It sounds like she's reading. Here's mm-hmm. what I'll say about that, though, because I, I don't know if you guys remember, I was filming a show that was supposed to be on VH1, yeah. and a, a reality yeah. show, and when we were filming for it, they would ask you a question and you would answer, and if something happened, 
they would say, wait, say that one more time, but would you mind adding this part to it? You know what I mean? Um, Some of these other women have more practice uh, making it sound candid. She has less practice, so it's... Yes, part of it could definitely be that everything is very calculated and she's playing it out. But also, it's the fact that, no, this is not scripted television, but they can ask you to say certain things. And you can say no, or you can just say them. Or you've said something, and the audio got messed up, so they ask you to say it again. Or you yawned in the middle of it, so they ask you to say it three times. Or all of a sudden, the lighting changes, so four or five times later, you know, it sounds like she's reading off a goddamn teleprompter. Mm -hmm. So we don't know exactly why, but I, I do know from experience that I've been there, and sometimes you... I'm watching myself. I'm like, wait, that that couldn't even be me saying that. It doesn't even sound like something that came up in my mind, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I'm not sure what the reason is, but that, that could be one of them. That is true, but I don't know. To me, it just seems every single one. Yeah, it's like I, that. I, but, I, but I, I do. It does seem. Scripted, it does. But do agree that's, with you. that's a good point. All it right. does. It does. We, we've. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we talked about that ad nauseum. <laughs> so let's let's move on from Alicia. Um, and then also at the start of the episode, we see. Renee and Natalie have their sit down, uh, which was kind of pumped up the last, you know, episode, uh, even like two episodes, I think. Um, they have, they have their sit down and trying to clear the air and apologize. And it just seems like that went completely awry the whole dinner. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't help it. I'm liking Natalie. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Just, she says, uh, it's a, uh, the lion's den. It's a, party. It's yeah, a party. And I'm just funny. like, I know. I know what you mean. Not to say I don't love Renee, because I seriously do. We all love Renee here. Yeah. She's an OG. We're obsessed. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of... Except for the fact that Natalie put her foot in some a door that was not meant for her, I was in, in agreement with Natalie. I think Natalie, for being a new blood and somebody, you know, younger, a little bit younger than Renee, I mean, she definitely stood her ground and she turned the tables. Had Renee, the upper hand. She did. So Renee started the situation, mm-hmm. the conversation by, you know what? You are no longer going to be a part of Mob Candy. And she's like, well, you know, you do you know what? I was not going to be a Mob Candy the second you hit me. So, Which was completely valid. It was yeah. totally valid. And and when that happened, it looked like that Renee was, you know, Renee knew that what she did in that situation was mm-hmm. not right. So she just sat there and, and, and waited. And Natalie did turn around and say, you know, I was hurt. Uh, and it wasn't a matter of me feeling, uh, you know, not like I don't like you, but I was genuinely hurt and felt that you were being disloyal to me. Right, but Natalie's immaturity was shown when she she took it a step too far. Yes, yeah. So you're, yes. you're correct in saying that I, I like that Renee was like, you know, Natalie says, I wasn't going to do this once you laid a hand on me. And Renee doesn't say, I did. She says, right. And then Natalie says, you know, I was hurt by you. And Renee is like, right. And I know Renee wanted to bash her face in at that moment, but she was holding herself back. And it wasn't until Natalie's like, and what you did to Alicia. Honey. Honey. And I felt like up until that point, I actually thought that they were going to resolve things. Me too. When Natalie was saying her piece about being hurt, Renee was listening. Renee was being responsive. Renee was saying, okay, I have an explanation and I have an apology. Yeah, she wasn't fighting back. She wasn't fighting. And so we saw that and I'm like, okay, good. These women are going to resolve it. They're going to be amicable now and things are, we're going to be able to move on. And I said, I would like to be your friend. Renee doesn't say that to anybody. No, she doesn't. And for Renee, like you said, the OG to, to stand back and say, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to apologize. 
And then for Natalie to then with the yeah. whole, yeah. how you're disloyal. You're not only are you disloyal to me, but you're disloyal to Alicia. I'm like, oh my god. I hate when people do. I that. I hate it when people do it too, especially to me personally. You know, it's like the, a dirty way to fight. It's right. like it, yeah. you're not one on one with another. Mm-hmm. And like Renee said later on in the episode, and I love this. She's like, sit down one on one. She, I wrote that down. Yes, yeah, I love that. <laughs> Natalie completely did not abide by the rules of sit down one-on-one. Right. You sit down, you throw everything on the table, you move on. You don't rehash things from the past other people, bring other people. Like, that are completely unrelated to the situation. Right. It was almost like Alicia and Natalie were teaming up on, against Renee, and Alicia wasn't even there, you know? Yeah. It's just, I think that that has to do with the fact that, as we're saying, she's younger than Renee. She doesn't have as much experience in life or in the mob world. Mm-hmm. And Renee knows the rules of the game, and Natalie doesn't quite yet. And I and I do feel bad because, you know, sometimes when you're talking, this has happened to me before, I'm talking, and I feel like I have the upper hand, I have the power, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll throw something in, and yeah, all of a sudden, oh. my whole argument crumbles because it's yeah. like I just took it it's one true. step too far. And it's like, ooh, what? <laughs> you go home and you kick yourself and you're like, I was I there. Know. Why didn't I just stop right there? <laughs> yeah. You know, she's like, I want to be your friend. Why didn't I just say, yes, that's what yeah. I want. I'm so glad. Let's work past this. Like, prove your loyalty to me. I'm going to do the same to you. Mm-hmm. But instead, Alicia's name comes up and we knew the second it came up. I mean, there's no fooling no. us. We've watched the show no. for seasons now. We knew exactly where it was going. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't blame Renee at that point. Well, I don't blame her either because if Natalie really wanted to be amicable with Renee and, and make amends and have the relationship move on, why would she do that? I don't think she does. I, well, I, don't, I don't think, I don't think I don't she does. And wants to have a friendship with Renee. I think she's just. I mean, it, I I didn't think they were going to solve it the whole way through the, the while they were talking because Natalie was just every time Renee would say yes. Yes, Natalie just kept digging and digging. She mm-hmm. didn't. I I felt like she kind of wanted Renee to just be like, okay, done. Okay. And I don't know if this is giving Natalie too much credit, but in a way, I feel like that her continuing to have this fight with Renee makes her relevant to the show. Right. And so for Natalie to say, I'm a badass, I came in, and I, and Renee apologized to me. And Renee, you know, listened to me. And I almost feel like, in a way, she's trying to prove herself. Yeah. And so much so that she's, her relevance to the show is still there. That's a really good point, and I absolutely agree with you. And I don't know, I, I also just feel like, the new blood is so temporary. That's the name of the season. They're like, are mm-hmm. we going to get a second yeah. season on this show? Are we, you know, who am I? And it's really interesting because later on we hear, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, but we hear Renee with Big Ange and she says, Natalie, who are you? Yeah. Who mm-hmm. the F are you? Well, and everyone you, says that. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I kind of agree. But that's one thing that I didn't like that uh, Natalie actually did. She said, listen, I was doing Mob Candy as a favor to you. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, I get that she said we didn't. You never paid me. That's one thing. But Natalie, before the show, who are, who are you? you? Who are you without Mob Candy? Who mm-hmm. are you without Mob Wives? Who are you? And it sounds like from what Renee is saying, it was probably Renee's decision to to bring Natalie onto the show because you know her sister is yeah. executive producer and all that. So, if anything, Natalie should be kind of bowing down to Renee. Yeah, completely. Yeah, but if she did that, I know then she then she wouldn't 
no one would like her, mm-hmm. and she would right. No one would respect her. So in a way, she's kind of building up her character on the show. It's a catch twenty two because is. if you come into the show, you have to prove yourself. But once you're that bad bitch, then everybody wants to fight you. But if you're not the bad bitch, then nobody cares about you. So well, it like, sounds like the you... only one that dislikes Natalie at this point is Renee. It sounds like she gets along well with the other girls. True. The other girls are are and now with and we'll talk about this later. But Renee's a little bit distancing herself and mm-hmm. ostracizing herself from the group. And All even right. Drita mentioned, she called, she said something about me and Big Ange and then the girls. Mm-hmm. She called um, Natalie and Alicia the girls. It's like that part of the group now. And I find it, I find it kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do too. And especially because, you know, she does say there's not many people that can relate to our situation. I get that that is a bonding moment. But we know that Big Ange and Drita didn't even know Alicia and mm-hmm. Natalie before this before season. This. So it's mm-hmm. hard to really invest in a relationship that we know is so new. Yeah. yeah. And that everybody's fighting for. And I'm like, if this wasn't a TV show, wouldn't you all just go your separate ways? Right, yeah. Wouldn't Drita and Big Ange just be like, we don't even care, whatever. Like, It seems forced. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is, it's a yeah. little forced. Yeah. Uh, that, the show was incredible, but this yeah. is a little There's, bit of forced friendship. And it is, and, and a lot of it stems with the, Natalie being a cast member. Like, I just, I'm not that convinced of her as a cast member, and this is part of the reason why. Because her situations and her storylines are just, they just seem a little forced to me. It's like, why should Renee? Why should Renee give a crap about Natalie? Really? Why should she? She's a lot yeah. bigger fish to fry. It's a nuisance. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, it's a nuisance. And yeah. the only reason it's a nuisance is because they're filming together. Yeah, if they exactly. weren't filming, it wouldn't be a nuisance. Well, she would never care. see her because they yeah. don't even live in the same state. Like. <laughs> I know. So, okay. Now, moving on from that, um, a little bit of a separate uh, storyline. We see Renee, um, Renee go to her attorney. And Renee states that she's scared about uh and she always references um the father to her son yeah that's always how she references yeah it is and i didn't even know his name was hector until last week like junior sometimes but father to my son father Father to to my my son not even her ex so father to her son scared that he's gonna come out of jail and god knows what so she talks to the attorney and the and the attorney suggests that she gets a stay away order right basically saying that he has to stay away he can't contact her he can't it's like restraining order her and Renee's response was interesting and in that really she, interesting. Yeah, and in that she's saying, "Well, I can't." And the attorney's like, "You're coming to me telling me you're scared." And she's like, "You don't understand, Mr. Attorney. This goes way <laughs> deeper than that." Yeah. Um she felt like she was ratting almost. Like <laughs> it's crazy to me and honestly, I wish that Mob Wives would spend more time on this storyline because it seems so real and so moving yeah. and and you know this is really what the heart of the show is is about what you can and cannot do as a mob wife and what that world entails and and what the rules are and one of the rules is no matter what somebody does to you whether they kill somebody you love whether they hurt you whether they rape you it doesn't matter you don't rat and you deal with it yourself and that to me is such a crazy concept because it's so foreign from my life. You know, mm-hmm. to me, if something bad happens, you call the police. And, right? and who would? Because <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do. Like. I, I know. And who would be upset at her for making the stay away order? Yeah. Because but did you see Nicole's her, face when she said that? Nicole was kind of like, "Oh, her friend." Yeah, Nicole. Nicole, the crazy blonde hair yes, friend. Yes, yes. When she was like, "I went to the attorney today." I mean, maybe it was editing, but they looked at Nicole's face, and Nicole was like. And I would have been like, if I'm Renee's friend, I'm saying, damn straight you went to the attorney today. 
Because what family, Junior turned in Renee's father. So what family member would be upset at Renee for protecting her They would say, why don't you come to us and we'll kill him. We will whack him for yeah. you, you know. We don't want the police snooping around our business, looking into our lives, making sure sh- we want to kill him and get him out or beat him into a pulp until he gets the picture, you know. Right. They don't want the cops around their scene yeah. because then they're all going to get caught and they're all mm-hmm. going to go down. Mm-hmm. It's just so foreign and that's the part of the show that intrigues us. I can't speak for all of us, but I think all of us, yeah, you know. Yeah, intrigues us as viewers. Yeah, as yeah. viewers, it's like such a crazy lifestyle that I can't even imagine – I feel so bad for Renee in this moment because she's so torn and we can see that. She's scared, crapless. But she doesn't want to do something that offends her her family, you know? But what other option does she have? I mean, why did she go to the attorney? Because she said, go to her family and maybe they'll scare him. Even though she says, honestly, we've both spoken to her. She says she's scared. She says she hates him more than anything. But you guys but know when you hate somebody that's your ex, they're still it's really close there. to love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hate is so it's close to love. a fine line between love and hate. You might want somebody to die, but you don't want them to die. But yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's really confusing and complicated. And again, it is the father of her son. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel her pickle here. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! If she was listening to that, she would just say, "My pickle, like what?" <laughs> She's just in a shows little bit far, of a pickle. Yeah, shows how far I am from this world sometimes, so, but I do feel for her. Yeah, I, I think we all do, and it's scary. I thought it was interesting because I mean, Nicole said, "Have you spoken to any of the girls about it?" And she was like, "No, I can't speak to Drita and Big Ange about it." But first, well, first she said because she's so close with the Philly girls, she doesn't. She was basically saying she doesn't really trust them. Right. But then she said because they haven't been beat, they don't understand. And I was like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, you know? Like well, when she's kind of like in a pickle herself. Yeah, but when you no one can truly un, even have like Nicole, no one can truly when you've been beaten by this person, you've been he's been a rat. No one knows what he's capable of apart from you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, that's so, Nobody that's, takes it as seriously as you do because they yeah. haven't felt it. They've heard it, and, you know, they, they can sympathize, but they can't empathize. They can't. Yeah, no one knows truly. And, I mean, I think she needs to get a restraining order and get that. We all because do. It's, yeah, but, but we're like, not even worried. Yeah, we're not in that lifestyle. Yeah. The fact that it's she's true. even bringing that up, that it's something she doesn't want to do, yeah. means it's its a huge part of her mm-hmm. culture and who she is as a person. On top of that, we don't know. Maybe he's the kind of person, if she gets a restraining order, he's like, oh, that's the last straw. And then he goes and kills her. Or and that's, you know? that's kind of what the, lo- the lawyer said, isn't it? Well, if she stays quiet, that's just going to make him more mad. Right. What do you and, think about the fact, though, that her being such a public figure at this point... I would think it'd be a little more difficult for him to actually do anything to her. I think that that probably is it. something that's comforting to her. Like, I couldn't just disappear and have nobody notice, you mm-hmm, know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's... And it, not even not have nobody notice. We all follow the story. He would yeah. be the first one that, you know, they would suspect yeah. of harming her. Right, but at the same time, you know, we all think of her as a celebrity. And I'm sure she, somewhere in her head, does. But when it comes to stuff that's real in her life, she's not sitting there thinking oh, well, I'm famous, so it doesn't matter. She's thinking, like, this is me, this is my life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I, I'm. This is. there's no way in hell this is an act for the camera. Woman is scared no. crapless. Yeah. Like, uh, th- but I do know what you mean. 
logically speaking, us sitting here at this table, if if something were to happen to her, he would go back to jail because we all know. Anybody who mm-hmm. watches the show knows. I I feel like the show does give her a safety net a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, next we see there's a luncheon that Drita plans with all the women, mm-hmm. and Drita's. Wanting to get everybody together to clear the air so that all the women get along and they can move on right. with, with themselves. So she plans this luncheon. It's at Cirque Le Cirque. It's a nice restaurant. And all the women One show up. One that you can't say beep, beep, or beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you got to be classy and dress Beautiful nice. Beautiful and classy. And the women all did. And they did look nice. They look nice. <laughs> they, they all show up except for Renee. And How much of this is dick in the soup? Yeah. I don't know. What do you mean by that? Meaning oh, that ooh, it was... So exciting. <laughs> yes, you, you're, this is you're a, new to this the This is a Kevin Undergaro um, saying, dick in the soup is when the producers put their okay. dick in the soup. You know, they, <laughs> they change what's going on in the story. Mm-hmm. They are like, Renee, it's okay if you don't come. Or do we think that Renee actually was like, F this, I'm not showing up. I think Renee was F this, I don't show up. Because I think they would get better show if Renee actually showed up. Okay. I think it's the producers. I'm I'm torn. <laughs> You're always torn. You gotta make a stance, Roxy. Am I, I wishy washy? Oh no! Just just the last fifteen minutes. You've been. No, no, no. Usually I'm, no, I'm no, strong. No, you're pretty. I know you're strong. But um, I think it would have been better for her to show up. There'd be more drama. There'd be more excitement. Now it has to get delayed. But exactly until... now the drama is next week. Yeah. Now they have another episode. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think I that think maybe Renee. she. I mean, I think maybe she initiated. Listen, I don't want to come, and they weren't like, no, you have to because. Really, if they say you have to be here at this time or we're not paying you, you know, like contractually, if they say you have to do this, then she kind of does. Um, but I think it was probably a mutual decision of some sort. Um, I, but I don't know. Everything seems so drawn out. I do think that whether it's Dick in the Soup or it's just these people who have been on the show long enough know what gets them ratings. I think Renee, if she knew she was eventually going to meet with all of them, then she would have just done it. I think part of it has to do with her recovery. And she's been absent in multiple different things. She didn't go to Natalie's party. Mm-hmm. She In that, that dinner conversation with her and Natalie, she gets up and walks away. She doesn't show up to this lunch. I think part of it might be she knows that if she gets herself down in that downward spiral with these women, she might go down another road. And yeah. so her recovery, in a way, I mean, we talk about the dick in the soup, but don't forget the dick in the soup in this case is her sisters. So yeah, that's true. They've mm-hmm. got things going on that we don't know about, and they're talking and figuring stuff out. Maybe they decide, you know what? This season with your recovery, you can take a step back. You're in it, but you can take a step back and not have to show up to everything. Was it not the most dickwad move that Nicole, her friend, had that massive drink? Like Renee, I, We were talking Renee, about that. Like, you point what? out the drink, and I'm like, isn't what Renee is she recovery? Drinking? It was a drink for two. That and she was drinking herself. <laughs> but it looked like they were at like some little cafe, right? That you order a cappuccino. I, but she has Not this big drink. green Vegas drink that you carry when you're walking around the strip. <laughs> or it, it was like um, a fishbowl that you share with everybody yes. at the table, yeah. you know? like at Sharkies, if any of you guys are like local to, here in L.A. I would like to think, you know, it's one thing to be at a club having drinks with a friend who's recovering because they're putting themselves in that position. But to be casually with your friend who's just, just starting to recover, you. just the two of you, and like, you can't waste it, girl. I was just like, I don't know. And it's weird. not a bar. 
No. It was like a cafe. It was like, and it was lunch. It wasn't like <laughs> nighttime. It was like, let's go for drinks. You're, you can be sober and I'll drink. It's like, yeah. okay. No, they were having lunch. Yeah. And she has this big green drink. Maybe it was non-alcoholic. You know, maybe we're giving, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. You think that somebody would drink a fistful no, of don't. non-alcoholic? I don't. Like, babe, if I'm taking down 2,000 <laughs> calories, there better be some alcohol in there. I agree. Okay, so let's go back to the lunch. So Renee doesn't show up, and then all the women get upset, especially Drita. So Drita feels that she's trying to be the peacemaker here. She's trying to be the middleman. And Renee, in Drita's eyes, kind of slaps Drita in the face by not showing up and doesn't even contact Drita. She contacts Big Ange and at the last minute. Right. And in my opinion, in looking at this, I do feel that Renee is further somewhat ostracizing herself from the group. Yeah, I mean, she says later on, Renee says, I brought all these women together and now I feel like I am the outsider. Well, I think it's a little bit Renee. Yeah, when you keep that. not, sorry, when you keep not going to these things and when everyone's together and you're not there, you're going to be the one that's left out. Like, that's just how it works. If you just don't hang out with these people, this is what the second thing that they've all been to and she's been invited to but she's the one that's chosen not to go you know as much as i love renee when i was younger i used to do be go talk to my mom and say i hate all my friends they're all so mean and i hate them and she would say why and i would say because they all are mad at me and sometimes you have to realize when everybody else is mad at you that maybe you're the problem you know and it's not everybody else and I just feel like, Renee, fine, you're fighting with Alicia. Fine, you're fighting with Natalie. But don't you dare get Big Ange and Drita on your bad side because then guess what? It's you. It's not Natalie. It's not Alicia. It's you. You're the problem. And I just think that, like you're saying, if you're going to cancel, first of all, don't agree to go to lunch. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to agree and then you realize you really don't want to do it and you're going to cancel, please have the decency to call Drita the person who's planning the lunch. Um, and that's just my opinion. And she's saying, um, Renee's saying, I'm, I feel like they're leaving me out. No, nobody isn't. It's like you're saying you're ostracizing yourself. You are ostracizing yourself. It's you. And I don't think Renee at this point is very good at looking in the mirror and saying, holy shit, this is me. Like, And she's sending a very strong message that's to all women by not showing up. Yeah. She's telling Alicia and Natalie that she doesn't really care about mending things with the two of them. And she's telling... Drita and Big Ange that the concept of having everybody be harmonious for the sake of each other is is just not important. She doesn't care about that. What I find that weird though now that Big, I mean when Big Ange, when they were getting manicures and she's saying, Renee's saying what happened at the dinner and Big Ange is like, well who is Natalie? But then Big Ange is buddy buddy with Natalie. I, now I'm just kind finding it kind of strange that Whenever Renee's not there, everything's all rosy. And Big Ange and Drita are playing the middleman completely, though, and they're not taking anyone's side. Now I feel like, okay, maybe it is time to kind of stop playing both fields. Like You need to go one way or the other. Kind of like what Erica just said to me. Pick a side. (laughs) Roxy, pick a side, you know? Pick a side. That's what we're saying. Stick to it. No, and I I do think that... Well, here's the thing that I feel with Drita and Big Ange is that... They have a loyalty to Renee. However, in this situation, they don't necessarily feel that what Renee did was right. Mm -hmm. And so they can't go on Natalie's side because they have that loyalty to Renee. So in a way, they're playing it safe by being in the middle. However, say Natalie actually did something wrong, I think they would take a side and take 
but, Renee's side. Right, but if they had been a fly on the wall at the dinner that Natalie and Renee had, I think they would have been fine with Renee. I think they would have said, yep, you did I what agree. you could. Yeah, and I then, do too. And so, honestly, when Big Ann, I don't think Big Ann just flip-flopping. I think, like you're saying, she couldn't take Natalie's side, so she was in the middle. And then once Renee says, listen, I apologize, but she really didn't accept it, then Big Ann's just like, well, okay, then that's that. And once Big Ann's learned of what actually happened at the dinner, she even said, like, why bring up Alicia? Yeah. Why are you going to bring up Alicia? That, that makes absolutely no sense, yeah. and that was a stupid move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I think it's interesting that tonight uh, Natalie recognizes Big Ange as the Dom because it's like, Big Ange mm-hmm. speaks? Yes, yes. okay. <laughs> and so it is done. <laughs> the truth has been spoken. Yeah. Because well, when she has an opinion, like, yeah. you better. Yes. Yeah. Well, speaking of Big Ange, we see a little bit about her personal life. She's got a lot going on. She's got two of her kids are engaged to be married. <laughs> I feel like that uh, this is a weird comment, but I feel like it's a little rude to have both of the kids engaged. <laughs> At like, the same like if time. my if my brother proposed to somebody, I would hope that the guy that I was dating wouldn't propose to me that week. You know, well, I have a friend, and she and her and her sister, and they're both engaged right now. I guess it's not that. Weird. I, I know. I, I don't. I don't even know why I said ideal, that. Or why I feel it's, it's just weird. <laughs> like I would want to be so excited for him, and then a separate time be so excited I agree. for me. Yeah, like, and everything's come at once. It's, there's now two weddings, and it seemed like her daughter got engaged so the guy proposed but then her son proposed so it was kind of like he had gotten the girl pregnant but yeah and i feel like that's the only reason he's proposing right now (laughs) not trying to blow up his spot but (laughs) way to put him on blast i'm really sorry big Ange thought that it was romantic the way he proposed he was like yeah i thought it was really smart i just started (laughs) screaming at her so she was like all pissed and wouldn't expect it and then i just got down on one knee yeah like i don't know if that's the most romantic (laughs) i mean i would probably be like uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. Like, can we go back no. to when we were fighting? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. If that's Maybe not that's symbolic the of... of their relationship. I don't know what will be. Yeah. But I think in in kind of the mob, I feel like that kind of is romantic because. Well, the I Italians feel like relationships are <laughs> But are Gabby and Raquel going to go, like, dress shopping together? <laughs> I don't know. Are they friends? I don't know. Maybe they probably hate each other for all we know. Where is Raquel? Come on the show. Yeah. We've never seen her. Okay. And they have to do a baby shower and christening. And it's like, Big Ange is a lot on right now. She does. <laughs> and Big Ange wants her own baby. I'm like, yo, steal AJ's baby. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Please don't hate me at home. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, don't steal anybody's baby. Well, I mean, maybe Big Ange should just, you know, shut the door on that part of her life. And just so. be a, a, a grandma. being a grandma. Yeah. I mean, you can have just as big of a role in somebody's life yeah. as a grandma. Maybe Especially she just wants to have a kid with Neil. Maybe that's what it is. Right. I don't know. Right. I'm not, time, I don't know. time to cut that off. I think so, too. <laughs> uh, I, I can't say because we're not her and maybe she is going through but something. But she's already had kids. I can understand she's never had kids before, but right. she has kids. I don't really understand it. No. But. I don't think any of us do. <laughs> Whatever know. floats your boat. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so... Um, we see then later on Renee and Drita have a sit down. And Drita confronts Renee about not showing up to the luncheon that she planned. Right. Because Drita gets herself offended the fact that Renee doesn't show up. And now Drita wants an explanation from Renee as to why she didn't show up. So Renee pretty much says, I don't want to show up. Yeah. I had that dinner with Nally. I My blood was boiling. I was going to snap her neck and I didn't want to be there. Yeah. I mean, so. I I was glad that Drita wasn't like, what the hell? You know, it's yeah. kind of just at this point, yeah. over it, been there, done. All right, okay. I do like, though, the fact that Drita said, 
And she acknowledged the fact that, Renee, you were the one to bring all these women together. You're the one who brought uh, Natalie and Alicia Mm -hmm. to our group. So you not being a part of our group, it doesn't seem right, and it doesn't sit well with me. And I like that she said that. Basically, kind of affirming what Renee was hoping not to happen, the fact that, you know, you guys are all friends without me, and Drew is like, we don't want to be friends without yeah, you. right. You're not showing up, and it doesn't seem right. I want you to be a part of this mm-hmm. group. I mean, absolutely. And maybe you guys at home know this a little more, so I'm, I'm definitely reaching out to you. I know that Renee and the producers are almost one and the same because it is her sister that's an executive producer, but I am curious how it... What was the origin of Alicia and Natalie? Was Renee the one who wanted to pull them in, or was it the producers? Because it's different if the producers wanted to pull her in and Renee was the only one who knew her, so she introduced them to Drita and Ange, as opposed to her being like, oh, these two girls would be perfect, let me bring them in. So if you guys know how uh, these two new bloods got on the show. Well, it sounded well, like Renee at the beginning didn't know Natalie at all, because remember how mm-hmm. Alicia introduced Alicia, right. Natalie? Yeah. We know that because of Eddie, she yes. did know Alicia, but I don't know whether sounded she like was, she didn't even like yeah. I think Alicia Alicia's always before. kind of... I feel like Alicia's always been known because of the whole Renee, what was it? Renee, uh, no, um, Karen's dad. Oh, Karen's, Because of, yeah, because I feel, so I feel like Alicia's always been kind of in the, yeah, but she no has. one's really known. She's been part of the group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just haven't known her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and now we do. Yep. So okay, so then the episode ends with them the trying five. to have another dinner where Renee actually shows up at Drita's at Drita's house. So Drita's hosting another dinner. She's cooking. She's like, I'm just going to do it at the house. So she cooks a nice meal. The women are all impressed by her cooking and all that. And of course, everyone's there, and Renee is late and Roxy you felt that that was I do a not think that Renee right I do not think that Renee is disrespectful enough that she was so late that these women actually almost finished dinner without her because at that point you're talking oh with these women the wine and the whatever you're talking almost an hour and a half late at that point mm-hmm. at least there's no way either she said she couldn't make it until later and they all knew it and then had to say that um in their direct to cameras or the producers dick in the soup here and they said your call time seven the rest of you ladies is six I agree with you in this case I do agree that that was a producer's call and that she showed up when she was supposed to show up and it just built up the drama with the other women there's so, no and way. it gives the women time to drink it gives them time to get liquored up yeah Renee's not trying which to is disrespect gonna add to the fight. right now no then I just think it's kind of a weird situation that Renee is kind of the odd one out again yeah you know what I mean she's kind of being pushed out, whether it's the producers or whatever's happened, that she's the odd one out. It's that interesting. She hasn't had dinner with them. She hasn't eaten with them. She hasn't had a drink before. Well, she can't. Yeah. Right. We, <laughs> but, you know? Yeah, we've seen it before on this show, but even when it was like Carla, we always, I always feel like people have somebody. Renee right now doesn't have her no. somebody. Her somebody is Nicole, who I, I don't know, and I don't yeah, care. We don't. Um, <laughs> So I, I do feel bad for her, but like we were saying, she's kind of putting it upon herself. So how bad can you really feel? And mm-hmm. I still think she has Drita and Big Ange. Right. She still has the two of them. Yeah. She will. I mean, she has them. So that's not going to change. Absolutely. But 
Of course, typical VH1 show fashion, they take the most juicy parts of that dinner and they roll them into next week's episode, so we didn't get to see the whole fight. Right. But what are your guys' predictions with that? Before that, though, I just want to say, because we are missing one thing from the earlier on in the episode that I just wanted to quickly mention was about Drita and Lee and the phone call that they had together. Good, And there was just this moment that we all kind of were like... Huh? About when, <laughs> when, when Drita says, he's more my friend than my, my husband, husband, and I like it like, I, I'm sorry, I really, really don't understand what that means. I, I do understand when you have a boyfriend and you say, he's not only my boyfriend, but he's my he's best my friend. friend, and that's sweet, but he's more my friend than my husband? Like you said, Erica, I'm, does that mean you're not having sex? sex? Which it doesn't sound like because yeah, Drita's, it sounds like they're having crazy sex. Yes. So what do you mean he's more your friend or your husband? As your friend, maybe they don't have sex that often. No, I, I don't think that's what it has to do with. I think I she was tr- either she misspoke. I think she or, was trying to sound cute. Yeah, I don't know. This was just a weird moment. And at least last week we talked about how she never says anything good about him. At least this week she was trying to say something good about him, but it just yeah. came off kind of weird. Well, man. Drita overall seems like she's in a really good place. That's true. Mm-hmm. Compared to seasons past, where Lee was in jail and she was all over the place, and that's when we saw her act out more with the other women. Right. So Drita definitely seems like herself and who she is. She's centered. She's in a good place. She's happy. Like she said, she can't come up with lyrics because she's so happy. And we see that. And Hearts mm-hmm. are red. Yes. Hearts are red. Rap about hearts being red. <laughs> me being in love. So, and I'm happy for Drita. I mean, we all love Drita. And regardless of their relationship and how we might see it as outsiders as being a little bit odd because of the way he talks to her or whatever... At the end of the day, she's happy. Mm-hmm. And, that's very true. And so, that's... All, all I can say is I just would not want my husband to be more of a friend, friend. than a husband. Yeah. So, whether I'm taking that the wrong way or not, I can just say I definitely don't think that that is what would cause happiness for me. I think she misspoke. I think it's more like he's my husband and my best friend. And right. she said, I'm a ha- happy dick on a rainbow. I know. That's she like uses when she that said word the, a lot. Yeah, she does. It's like when she said that she was so happy she wanted to drive her car through an entire wall. Like what? Sometimes she just said, yeah, her analogies are real off. I know, I know. Not that we can judge because we well, had some yeah. off ones tonight too, kind of but I just like, Drita, you are the cutest thing ever. I freaking love you, doll. But Everyone what? loves her. But, huh? I love Drita. What does that mean? I think she's awesome. And gorgeous. <laughs> All right, so mm-hmm. yeah, she's gorgeous. Um, okay, so predictions for Your next week. After Buzz TV predictions. Oh. Um, I predict that a she will be in another fabulous outfit because talk we about gorgeous. Her, her, sti- her style is so cool. I love cool. her style. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, she owns a store, so she doesn't have an excuse. Um, true. Um, I, yeah, that is true. I predict that this, the five of them, there is going to be some sort of resolution because we're, there's so much buildup right now that I do think that they'll at least be trying to be civil with one another. I, there's going to be a blow up before they're civil, but I, I do think that we're walking away from this trying to be. How long that lasts? Who freaking knows? Well, what we saw, uh, something happens with Natalie. We can gather that from what they saw. But Alicia's in oh, that. Oh, yeah, I'm forgetting that. Alicia's in that conversation. So maybe right. Renee and Alicia resolve something. So, but obviously Natalie's hit real low and said something. Yeah, right. I, I, I don't 
don't feel like the situation between Renee and Natalie are going to get resolved because yeah. honestly, I don't think Re- Natalie cares about resolving it with Renee, and I don't think Renee cares about resolving it with Natalie. So, and I was more talking yeah. about with Alicia, oh. but the Natalie thing, yeah, we see that because Renee Renee's has more. Crap. Yeah, Renee has when it comes to Alicia, I feel like Renee has more at stake. There's more there because there's a history with Eddie. Eddie. Uh-huh. So there, it's worth it more to her to resolve things or at least make things amicable. Yeah, I don't think sure. she gives a crap about Natalie. Yeah, I don't I don't either, especially now that she's not mob candy. Who yeah. effing cares? Who cares? Um, I will say something I'm excited to see is Drita and her store because uh, she's opening the second store. Looks like she and, got the money somehow. Yeah, because yeah, she lost she it all in Vegas. Gamble it away. <laughs> um, I, I think that that was a little bit of they were dramatizing that at yeah. the time. Like, what is $6,000 to her? I don't really probably think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in terms of opening a store, probably not that much. Right. Uh, I I love this. I love seeing her shop. I love seeing these women have their different business things. Her wrapping, the clothing line, shoe mm-hmm. lines, whatever it is. Love that. So mm-hmm. excited to see. And it seems like she walked in and was not happy that the place was still closed. So yeah, we'll see. Laying yeah. the law down, lady yeah. boss, lady boss. All right, guys. Well, that's our show for you this week. Don't forget to go into iTunes, rate us, comment. We love your comments. We love your comments on YouTube. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, like the video below. Comment. Say what you like, what you don't like. Uh, we're here for you guys, the, and we read the them watchers. all. We really do. We do. We do. So, all right. Uh, where can we find you, ladies? At Shop Ropen on Twitter and Instagram. At Roxy Stryer. And I'm your host, Erica Garcia Rojas. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am EGR. See you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, bitches! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.